Hi, I'm Ali Maldro, the host of A Public Affair on Tuesdays. You can listen to this show any day of the week, any hour of the day on the WORT smartphone app or on WORTFM.org. If you love what you hear, click that donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above sea level. I grab my mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. Straight from the base, deep down, low precision. Good afternoon, Madison. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. Madison, I'm your host, Ali Maldro. This is a public affair. And today we have three incredible guests joining us on WORT. This week's Arts Literature Laboratory in Madison is hosting the fourth annual of the Midwest Video Poetry Festival. This fest will also be happening in Milwaukee at the Woodland Pattern. Joining us to talk about what the, what video poetry is and what to expect from the festival is managing director Genia Daniels. We also have two folks who will be participating Saturday, poet Dana Maya and artist Erin Granite. I'm going to start with you, Dana. How are you doing today? Welcome to WORT. Doing well. Very glad to be here. Be I'm so poetry. glad to be with you all. I'm a huge fan of your poetry. You're also my neighbor um, <laughs> and, the, and the sweetest ever. But thank you for, for joining us. And thank you for continuing to fill Madison with your work. It's so beautiful and deeply moving. And it's exciting to, get to talk about it on WORT. Aaron, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm, I'm in Kingston, Jamaica right now, uh, traveling for work uh, to, do, to, to shoot some uh, dance-related materials. Oh, that's an incredible opportunity. And I've gotten, that's how I know you is I've gotten to work with you a little bit um, at UW in the, the, the Department of Art. Um, what does it look like for you to, to be featuring your work this weekend? Yes, well, um, I'm very excited and grateful to the Arts and Literature Laboratory for inviting me to participate. And I'm going to be doing some uh, li- a live visual performance. So that's going to be I'm going to have a bunch of prepared clips and I'm going to activate and layer them and manipulate them in real time. That's really exciting. I I'm, I think this is a really thrilling opportunity for folks in our community to get out and see, you know, local artists uh, create live and in the moment. Um, and we talked about that a little bit before the show. Genia Daniels, thank you so much for joining us today on WORT. How are you doing today? I know the week before an event that you're managing um, is usually a, a more hectic week. How is this week shaping up for you? Hello. Yes, um, it's uh, pretty been pretty busy, of course, as like you said, the week before an event is a lot of work, um, but hanging in there and we're getting everything finished up and um, we're really excited for it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, making making time to have this conversation when you're doing kind of all of the moving pieces of an event that is multiple mm-hmm. people and different generations of people, and you're bringing something truly extraordinary and special to our community. So we just so appreciate you and the work you're doing. Huge shout out to Art Literature Laboratory. Before we dive into this conversation, we just have to recognize that my engineer and uh, producer today, because she's doing she's wearing both hats, Jade is one of the best people in the world. Um, We could not have this show without her. She's literally making every moving part behind the scenes happen today like she does all the time. Um, Huge shout out to Jade. We love you so much. We're so lucky to get to know you and work with you. Absolutely the best. So Dana, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, you've had a, a pretty long career in poetry and in art. Um, what has your art kind of evolved into? What should people expect from you going into this weekend that maybe they haven't seen from you before? Yeah, um, the yeah the evolution where it's happening now is um, this project represents like really um, the most powerful uh collaboration that I've actually had the chance to do. So I've always been interested in collaborating with other artists, sort of 
the, all of my work I always see as collaborative because I don't really know how to make anything without other people. Um, but so at some level, it's always been collaborative. Um, but, um, but working, but having the invitation from Genia to, um, to join with Aaron last year, they just threw us together really and, um, and put film and poetry together in a sort of, um, in an organic, uh, collaboration is, um, is something that just like makes something, yeah, of course that I could not never have imagined myself last year. Um, Aaron and I did it in a sort of more separate way where they, where I submitted poems and Aaron got to see those and he made, um, video in response to that. Um, and we decided to do it differently this year and, um, and actually started with, started meeting and and Aaron got us organized and got us on a Google doc communicating there too. And what we're going to present is, um, totally collaborative, like out of ideas coming back and forth between us. And I should say the collaboration too, which is really important to me and my, my work is that there really isn't a divide. I don't think between like my, my lived experience and then what I create and express in the world. Like those aren't something that I pull apart or can. And, um, and that seems true with Aaron too. And so when we were meeting, it was part, hello, what are you experiencing right now in life? And we had some shared, like we all do, I guess, but we especially had some shared areas right now where caretaking is taking a big place in our lives and kind of different ways of um, relating to attention and care. And these themes came up and then we were, yeah, talking about how we're perceiving and creating. So that's a lot, but I just think like all of that has always been there in it. And this format of being able to create like this um, really brings that all to a much deeper level, like a lot of trust to just kind of work organically and hope that stuff's going to come. A lot of fear <laughs> for me, <laughs> which is good. I like that. Oh, that's really like thrilling to hear. It's also, I think when somebody is an established artist and you recognize their work, you get used to expecting kind of a consistent approach to that work. And so I think working collaboratively really does force you to evolve as an artist, to reconsider your position or why you're making something in a specific way. Erin, what has it been like for you to, to work collaboratively? Um, what has this brought out of you as, as an artist that... Uh, maybe you didn't have access to before this experience. Hmm. Well, it's been it's been a beautiful experience to work collaboratively with Dana, um, and it, it's what was somewhat unique, and I think is something that I want to you know continue in future collaborations is just kind of using the intersection of our practices as a generative force to to develop completely new work and just through the process of getting to know one, you know, one each other and to, to learn about what we're facing in our daily lives and, and like the, the frameworks that we use in order to, to flourish in, in life and to get the most out of it. Um, and so that's it's definitely pushed my arts into almost a more spiritual realm to yeah. further connect me with, like the core of, of my experience in, in life from day to day and to really appreciate all of the, the beauty uh, that, that surrounds me in even the most ordinary of circumstances and to give those things my, my deep uh, aesthetic awareness and attention uh, as an act of love. Yeah, I would echo that. I think it was really a spirit. It's been of a spiritual experience for sure. Um, I I don't think you could talk about working with another person in a more like beautiful way or greater amount of respect than what you just described, Erin, um, in terms of you know, just really being open to allowing somebody else to impact you um, on that level, right? To impact you in a way that is like emotionally and spiritually evocative and allows for you to create from a new space. And I also think, Dana, like talking about like who you are comfortable doing work that uh, challenges you or that makes you nervous or that 
provokes anxiety or fear, um, I think that, that that requires a really specific kind of relationship. I also think like art, there's something inherently territorial about your art. Um, and so Dana, I want to ask you, can you talk a little bit about kind of what surrender was required in order for you all to work effectively with one another, especially to work this effectively where you both truly value um, what you've pushed one another to do and what folks will get to experience this weekend at the Alt Literature Labs uh, event? Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful question. Surrender um, and about that. So I, you know, one of the things I do, a lot of the work I do is, you know, is sort of public poetry and has a, you know, social change side to it. But, you know, one of the projects I am part of is the Spontaneous Writing Booth Collective, where we go and, um, you know, partner up with um, organizations for social change, or we go to festivals and we write poems on demand. Um, People give us a word and we write um, poems. And this is not a plug for that, but it is... um, it, it, and the, all that goes toward the cause that we're trying to support. But what that it does mean is that I'm really committed to that practice of um, of engaging with, you know, quote unquote, strangers of really like an open, full practice of, um, you know, not not uh, not coming in with presuppositions and then, you know, diving off that diving board again and again of get someone's word of just giving them um get them giving me a word and me knowing that I will return to them. Like if I fully am there, I'll fully be able to return to them something valuable and powerful. And, you know, it happens every time and it's quite magical. And, um, and it is of course, spiritual too. It's outside of it definitely is about, you know, becoming a conduit and, and trusting and, um, yeah. And I mean, again, I'm like still uh, scared in this one because I'm still in process this week of making what I'm making um, with Aaron. But um, I think that, yeah, that bravery kind of develops. Right. And people say after the after the encounter happens, people are like, how did you know? Like, how did you know? And I'm like, I didn't like you gave it it's your word. <laughs> like you gave it to me, you know. So there's that sense. I think we've had that a little bit in our conversations and Aaron, what, you know, he'd like send me a quote or I'd get to see some of his imagery and it's like, wait, what? No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm experiencing in life. And then again, you know, like, well, right, you know, we, this is shared and it just, that is like one of the most intoxicating feelings, right? That's what art is, is like, you know, killing me softly with his song, right? Just like having someone like um, just express and having it feel like completely, um, you know, completely yours, what they're sharing somehow. And that's, Mm. that's, that feels like it to me. (laughs) I mean, I think it it makes me more and more excited to experience this work um, because you two have so much reverence for your connection with one another. I I just want to remind folks that this weekend, the Art Literature Laboratory in Madison is hosting the fourth annual Midwest Video Poetry Festival. The festival will also be happening in Milwaukee at Woodland Pattern. Joining us to talk about video poetry is about what video poetry is and what to expect of the festival is managing director Gina Daniels. We also have two folks who will be participating in the festival, which is poet Dana Maya and video artist Erin Granite. We do have a little bit of poetry that we're going to share with you. So Jade, I think we we prompted something that we were you know, that we're excited for for folks to tune in and listen to. If you're just joining us, you're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Maldro. It is Tuesday, and this is a public affair. Um, Jade, let's dive into a little bit of poetry. Yeah, let me um, give a little bit of a background. Um, We have permission to play The Racist Bone, which is a poem that is going to be, um, which is going to be featured at the, at the video poetry fest um obviously this is a audio medium so you are missing the video of the uh, video poetry but um you can see that by by going to the festival um so here is uh the racist bone by cornelius Edie. I know the 
this is a real thing. Because when I was a kid, my big sister took me to the Capitol Theater in my hometown of Rochester, New York. And there was a movie that afternoon, The Tingler, which starred Vincent Price. And what I remember best about the film was that it was about this extra insect-like gland that we all appear to have been born with. But nobody but sci-fi movie scientists knew about. If it wasn't properly fed, it would crawl up your leg and choke you to death with its claws. Your only hope was, if you saw it coming and knew what it was, you could scream loud, which we did. And it crawled across the screen. Then the lights blacked out, and Vincent Price shouted it had scurried off the screen hungry, which it hadn't. The Capitol was the black movie house, 25 cents a seat, the last drop of profit squeezed from the theatrical run. No need to pull Mr. Castle's hokey string and rubber model down the aisles for the likes of us. In our heads, the tingler scurried. Our darkest screams. The horror we know, but won't talk about. From the mouth of the corpse, like a weevil, looking for a home. So many characters perished in that movie. They never believed they had it in them until those pinchers closed. Thank you, Jade, for, for sharing that and introducing us. And I just want to remind folks that that poem will be featured this weekend during Art Literature's fourth annual, I'm sorry, fourth annual Midwest Video Poetry Festival. Uh, the poem was The Racist Bone. Dana, I'm, I'm curious, like, you get to be featured as an artist as part of this festival. You also get to work, you know, closely with with Erin Granite to create um, together, and you get to be exposed to the artists who are going to be there. Are there people you're really excited to see this weekend? You're really excited to see their work. You've seen them before. You've never seen them before. What what are you looking forward to um, in terms of your presence for for this festival? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking um, forward to seeing Amy Quamberry's collaboration the next night, Sunday night. There are going to be a couple more um, uh, live video poetry uh, collaborations. I have been doing a lot of caretaking in my life uh, right now, which is one of the themes that came up between Erin and I when we first met. And um, so I will admit that like it's on my list to be able to engage with the list of who's who, what what you know uh, films are coming, what video uh, poems are coming, so I can get ready to enjoy because I'm usually more like aware. And right now I've just been like very much in the thick of it in terms of um, caregiving and attending there. So. So I don't have more, much more of an answer than that. Um, I feel like that was a beautifully satisfying answer. And I'm also excited for, for Sunday night. Um, and I think it's, it's a, there's a balancing act between orientating yourself to the work of everybody else and doing your own work. Erin, you've participated in this festival multiple times. Are there things you're looking forward to this year um, in terms of differences from other years? Obviously, this festival started during the pandemic. How does it feel to be on the other side of the pandemic doing this kind of work? Talk to us a little bit about kind of the difference between this weekend and prior your prior participation in the festival. 
Sure. So um, the last time we did this, uh, as Dana mentioned previously, um, the, the poems that she was reading were already set. And so my contribution constituted a response to her poetry. And it was wonderful. And, you know, um, and we definitely forged a, a symbiotic relationship uh, from a, a collaborative, creative standpoint. But um, I was more interested in to see what we could generate from uh, from a blank slate or just starting from scratch and and using um, our relationship as a scaffolding to build something new uh, which is what exactly what we've been able to do this time around uh, and so the hierarchy that was um, ingrained in our previous uh, collaboration has been washed away and we're on completely even footing now and so there's just so much excitement about that. Uh, and um, I'm really excited about the sort of uncertainty of, of what's to come because it, everything is still in development and will be un, until it's performed, which is part of the beauty of this experience. Um, you know, uh, especially with the live video performance, it's you compose it in real time. It's experienced in the moment by the audience. And, and that's the only time it's experienced. I mean, I think that that is a, a heck of an advertisement for why you got to be there, right? It's like nothing like this has ever happened before and it won't happen again. You have this one opportunity to be part of, of this art. And I do feel like there's something about having art that makes you feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more grounded in the present moment. I think so many of us are constantly, you know, navigating what's coming next um, or what we have to do or what we're going to make for dinner. And I think it's nice to have something um, that reminds you the breath that you're taking right now is so important. Uh, Aaron, can, can you talk a little bit? I love that you talked about kind of the hierarchy or the difference between responding to a poem um, and, and collaborating in real time with, with one another. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the difference in those experiences? Um, and, and are there different like friction points when you're responding versus when you're working in greater concert? Mm -hmm. Greater concert, I love it. Yeah, that is wonderful. Um, well, there's, there's sort of a, a beautiful and open-ended flow that can come from you know starting anew with, with someone and then generating something together. And uh, you know, we talked about surrender before in terms of like you have to surrender your pre-composed uh, ideas and really open yourself up to what's possible through sensitizing your creative receptors and becoming a receptacle for for you know the what what the relationship brings to you and um, and so that, it, that's just a very interesting way of going about it and you know I, I don't want to make a value judgments in comparison. Um, but when you already have something that's sort of set as a foundational touchstone and you're responding to it, it's much more concrete and less open-ended, although there's still obviously plenty of room uh, to infuse it with your own creativity. And I certainly didn't feel limited in any respects um, by, by forming a, a response in our previous collaboration. Uh, it was just less open-ended. Oh, thank you so much for that explanation. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Maldro. This is a public affair. And we are talking about the upcoming art literature and laboratory event, uh, the fourth annual Midwest Video Poetry Festival. We get to listen to a little poetry today on WORT. So we just heard The Racist Bone. Um, We'll hear from, from the artists who are joining us today. We're going to continue this conversation about art and, and how to, you know, get to participate in it, be a part of it this weekend. Dana, I, I want to ask you, I think about this quote all the time. Um, I've probably said it many times on air for folks who are listening um, or who listen to me regularly, but the quote is from Maya Angelou, and it is, they will forget what you said, they will forget what you did, they will never forget how you made them feel. How do you want people to feel this weekend um, as they relate to the work that you all have created in collaboration? Dana, I'm gonna wow. aim that with you. 
Wow. Yeah, that's a beautiful um, question. Um, yeah, that's so true. I'm just in the moment of honoring um, the life of my dad that has just passed, uh, is just passing in the last few hours. And I'm also feeling like um, we're thinking, just feeling very deeply about uh, what he what he made others feel, especially because in some lives, um, including his, there were just so, there was so much that couldn't come to fruition, or there's so much that could look like failure, or there was a lot of suffering. And um, so just like, but what did he make you feel, right? And who did like, what was it like to love him? So turning that to just like what we can all take, um, because that has been, that process has been really informed, like I said, by the work that we're doing and the work informing the experience um, of just, you know, you said the moment, you talked about the moment and we've just been all about um, honoring the moment. And like um, Aaron said, you know, we, he and I talked to and, and worked on the issue of, of just the, what I call the extraordinary ordinary or like what's hidden in plain sight. And we really got down to some, I ended up, I'm writing about things that are even more ordinary than some of the ordinaries that I would usually have looked to. And so for me, like, I just would um, wish and hope for people to um, come with their just ordinariness and just have any bit of what we do and experience together just open up uh, like the sanctity and the miracle of just ordinary kind of underseen underloved parts of your surroundings or yourself if that you know just loving up what what doesn't you know seem to make the cut or even seem to be noticeable and just I think that that attending and again this is Aaron and I like did Aaron say this or did I say this we both did but like attending um attending to others and attending to our lives giving attention there's, uh, those are all very related and I kept seeing them too in our work as tender. So there was this kind of attention and attending and tender. So I hope that tender will come out of people like, or they can touch into that. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever like experienced you as an artist or as a person without accessing a part of tenderness in, in life. I just think you exude so much, um, love for for people and for complexity and i love that you're emphasizing the ordinary but i i have to say uh you lost your dad less than 24 hours ago and you're joining yeah. us WORT. Yeah. Um, and i am so sorry for your loss and i am so thank grateful you. that you are here with us so thank you you know he was actually a, a filmmaker partly a, a partly a partly one who could and partly one because of his uh, mental illness who couldn't, whose films didn't come to fruition. So it's also really like strangely, maybe not strangely, just fitting. Um, like to have met Aaron and, 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 you know, I got to whisper in my dad's ear the last, you know, 24 hours, like, or last few days to telling him like, making a film poem story thing, dad. And it was just, that was just that beautiful part of like, oh, of course this is in my life. And of course it's coming. I don't know, a lot of beautiful. But yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is that this is the best place to be like with when, it, when you're feeling all the biggest stuff, right? Like to me, it's like a refuge. Like, oh, and you guys are going to be here and we're going to like make talk about poetry and watch poetry this weekend and make it like, thank God. <laughs> oh, I, I second that, that thank God. Um, thank <laughs> Thank goodness for poetry. Thank goodness for art. Um, thank goodness for you, Dana. Like, thank you. Um, I I think in hearing your your response to that question, you know, how do you hope people feel? Aaron, I want to ask you a similar question, but I do want to to shift the conversation to kind of how you hope people feel in collaborating with you. Um, you know, I think so many people in in art or in a variety of, of playing fields, um, there's an underlying competition. There's an underlying desire to dominate. Um, what did you want this partnership to feel like? Uh, and what do you hope people feel when they're, when they're collaborating with you as an artist, when you're working with somebody together? Um, what, are, what are you hoping to manifest in terms of that person's you know, well-being, safety, voice, 
And how do you harness that? How do you talk about that with another artist? Wow, what a question. Incredible. Um, well, I guess ultimately what it comes down to is I want my collaborator to feel empowered to be their best self um, and potentially empowered to expand their, the tools in, in their toolbox uh, so that um, they can translate their ideas with the utmost uh, efficacy. And I hope that they feel like that through our collaboration um, that we are able to create together something that is greater than our ability to create on our own. Uh, and um, uh, I guess uh, the way that I go about trying to foster that situation is um, to try and uh, make things as uh, equal as possible between me and my collaborators uh, and to really listen to their ideas and what they want to contribute and their, the intentions behind the work that they're creating and to see where um, my interests and aesthetic point of view uh, can intersect with that in a productive and generative way. Erin, mm. you sound like such a good teacher um, when when you talk about collaboration. I'm like, oh, I there are so many young people who would who would need to hear that approach. And I think, you know, emphasizing like I want to hear the voice of the person I'm working with. Do you are you mindful of how often? you shut down an idea from somebody you're collaborating with, how often mm. you um, are really excited. Like, what, how, do you, how do you keep kind of your organic reaction to ideas and also how do you um, be strategic in, in making sure somebody is comfortable and confident sharing with you what they think this work should look like? Yeah. Part of it is is um, dependent on the, the context and how strict the criteria is within which we are working. And if I if there is strict criteria and I, and I feel like I I understand uh, what that is, then um, there may be more assertion uh, of of like how to get there. Um, but let's see in in a process that's so, actually, I think I'm losing the thread. Can you repeat the question real quick? Yeah, so my question was, um, you know, in in collaborating with somebody in highlighting their voice, are you mindful of how often mm. you shut down an idea, how often you encourage ideas? Um, what, you know, how do you cultivate kind of the space where you can be really honest about like, I like this, I don't like this, mm. and also cultivate an energy where, a person doesn't feel like they're consistently being shut down or you're blowing smoke up. Them. Yeah. Well, I try and be mindful of, of everything, of every reaction that I have and uh, not to judge that, um, but also not to act on it either necessarily. And um, to really um, prioritize uh, harmony and relationship above all else, mm. even if it leads to a result that I think is not as good as it would be if I just completely took the reins uh, because um, I think that you know productive relationships are very powerful, and um, uh, and I would much rather invest in that than you know a one-off end product uh, mm. that is subject to my own biases and desires, which you know are, are uh, important in leading my creative process, but must be put in check. Uh, and so I, as I want to humble myself uh, for the creative process and, and collaboration. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, focusing on what works well, like if they have an idea, find something that I like about it. Uh, and if uh, there's an idea that I feel critical of, uh, talk about it in terms of sort of what, um, like how it will translate into, into something that uh, is aesthetically perceptible and uh, how that may impact a potential audience in regards to their point of view and the overarching purposes of our collaboration and what we're trying to achieve. 
Mm, I so love the way you just talked about that. And thank you for bringing that to WORT 89.9 FM. I really appreciate you kind of talking through, you know, how you cultivate that space and the way you value relationships over kind of productivity, um, I think, is a little counterculture. I think that's, you know, that's not necessarily the orientation most of our, us get through throughout our lives. And so, um, to, to value people over productivity, um, to value you know working collaboratively over your own ability to dominate, um, I think is is rare and uh, and and special and a beautiful thing to to hear from somebody on WRT. I don't know if anybody's ever really spoken to the collaborative process uh, in the way that you just did. So thanks so much, Erin Granite. Um, Thank you. I, I want to ask Dana, we have a little bit of time left with the two of you. You each have a little bit of art to share with us today. Dana, will you share your your poetry with the folks who are listening to WORT 89.9 FM? I will. I will, um, I will fittingly read a poem that um, I wrote in another collaborative project in response to um, to. Uh, uh, a show of art that was curated by um, Roberto Torres Mata and um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the other artist's name. You tell me if you remember, Genia. Um, that was called um, "De Tierras Bravas and Oaxaca: Life on Paper." So this um, this poem is called "Love Song for Mexico." Love Song for Mexico. You are the clouds, and I am the mountain. I am the street dog and you are the calavera. You are the skeleton, and I am the desert. You are the dancer, and I am the rain. I am the feathers, and you are the rattle. You are the clouds, and I am the corn. I am the jaguar, and you are the aguila. I am the dream, and you are the dragon. You are the boy, and I am his dream. I am the devil, and you are the donkey. You are the fire, and also the smoke. I am the cactus, and we are the desert. You are my braids, and I am your face. Your mama is the bruja, and I am her gaze. I am the false god, and you are the virgen. I am the fur, and you are the feathers. You are the selva, and I am your flowers. I am the nest, and you are my beak. I am the palma, and you are its coco. I am the fingers, and you are my palm. You are mi reina, and I am the queen. You are the mask, and also the wrestler. You are the flying, and I am the sun. I am the sky, and you are the footprints. My abuela is the stone, and yours is the cross. I am the piñata, and you are the stick. I am the blindfold, and you are the spin. I am the dulces, and you are the song. You are the tras, and I am the sas. You are the cuerda, and I am the pole. I am the hand, and you are the rooster. I am the drunk, and you are my drink. This is the nightmare, but also the dream. The men are the migra, and we are the boy. You are the nopal, and I am the slingshot. We are the espina, and also the toy. We are the cactus, and also the slingshot. I am the cactus, and you are its joy. Thank you so much for sharing that today on WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Maldro. This is a public affair. That is a gorgeous poem that you just heard from Dana Maya, who is going to be at the fourth annual Midwest Poetry Video Festival at the Art Literature Laboratory this weekend. Make sure you check it out. Erin, we've got a little bit of art from you before we hear from Genia Daniels about what's going to happen this weekend. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, I, I shared um, kind of a demo reel of uh, live visual performances that I've undertaken over the last few years, all involving collaboration with uh, a 
myriad group of artists. Um, I'm not sure how much we'll be able to be translated through the radio medium, um, but uh, the first thing that's going to be played um, is uh, a collaboration with a spoken word artist named Caitlin Watts, who's based in Chicago. Uh, the musical arrangements is by Common Pulse Choir, and uh, there's pre-recorded choreography that I commissioned from uh, a local dancer named Beta Manley, and also uh, a, a feed of live painting that was happening in the space by a Chicago-based artist named Amo Ortiz. It was performed at the Joinery in Chicago on August 21st of 2022. Aaron, thank you so much for, for bringing that to us. We're going to share a little bit of that and then we'll link it to the podcast later so that folks can experience it more fully. Sometimes I imagine God to be golden, like the rays of sun have perfect shades of melanin. Bright like the rays of sun that peek through clouds of white. Usually, lightning to me seems white, but one evening it appeared like birds touched by Midas himself. And I had just said to myself, Tonight I want to talk to God, and golden lightning appeared. Silent. I would have missed it had the sky not been so clear. It reminded me of the rising sun. It did not utter words, but as it whispered in my ear, calmed my worry and my anxious thoughts were clear. Like blue sky, sky blue, sky purple, orange and pink. Sky has been every color you can think. God has been everything, plus the kitchen sink in my life, in my eyes. No better way to get in my line of sight than me like canvas as big as sky, and God is creator of it. And after the creation of it, curated it, cradles it, put images in everything we see that we might be reminded of it. Lightning didn't make a sound that night, and it still got me to look up at it. A thousand words can be conveyed in one image, and I believe that God the epitome of artist, hand paints letters to me across the sky all the way from Oh, Aaron, thank you so much for bringing that to our show. I'm so excited to see the work that you two have done together this weekend. Um, thank you for joining us today on WORT. You all have heard from Dana Maya and Aaron Granite. Um, and now we're going to hear from Gina Daniels. Gina, uh, I'm sorry, Gina Daniels. I'm so sorry. Um, how, how, how long have you been involved? Have you been part of this festival for all four years? And tell us a little bit about what folks can expect this weekend. Yeah, um, well, I've been involved in, you know, since the beginning. Um, myself and Rita Mae Reese um, put together this festival. It was sort of her brainchild. And, uh, you know, um, we, we've just been working on it ever since. And it's been really wonderful. I love doing it. It's a lot of work, but it's the payoff is, you know, well worth it. So, um, and for this weekend, so both Saturday and Sunday, we'll have screenings both nights, meaning that we'll have video poems about an hour each night. And then after that, we will have the collaborations um, with the filmmakers and poets doing the live performance aspect of it. But we get, you know, we get submissions from, We've get, we're getting more from Wisconsin, which is wonderful. We want that, more local work. Um, but we also get a, a, a large number of international submissions, which is really wonderful to see what people are working on um, all over the world. And this is a very specific genre of um, film that seems to have a, a big presence in European countries, but not as much in the U.S., but it's I think it's growing. So we're really excited about that. I feel really excited about the idea that this is like poetry with music videos. Like that's how I've been thinking about it is I'm like, this is like mm -hmm. poetry with choreography and poetry with imagery. And um, I think of it as a poetry that is an elevated sensory experience. Talk a little bit about 
how you all decided to do this four years ago. Why, why what necessitated uh, this festival? And thank you for, for saying it's a lot of work. Um, I think yeah. it's always good to remind people that things like this don't just like pop up out of nowhere. There's somebody who spends a huge chunk of their calendar making it happen. Yep, that's right. Um, yeah, um, and in terms of, uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, the original part? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's completely okay. So um, why why did you all decide to create this festival? What necessitated um, the, the poetry video festival? You've done it for four years. How'd you get started? Yeah. Um, well, Rita May and I are both poetry lovers. Um, you know, she's a poet. I write poetry. Um, and she had, I think one of her um, published poems had been animated by someone. And she was like, hey, this is an idea that we could do something with. And then we were kind of looking around and found there is a, a video poetry festival in Seattle called Cadence Film Festival. And we checked it out and we're like, why don't we try to do something like this? And, you know, we decided to do it, and then the pandemic hit, and that was kind of a whirlwind. We did that all online that year, that first year. Um, but it was really wonderful because we could, you know, talk to artists. We invited artists for a, a talk afterwards online, and we got, you know, there was someone from Russia there There was that joined us, and it was like 3 in the morning their time to join us for this artist talk to see, to talk about their work and what they're doing and it's really exciting to me. I love just collaborations across disciplines, and I think it's really exciting work that people are doing. So that's and how it all came to be. And and Genia Daniels, you sent us a little mm -hmm. poetry um, before the show. Is there something you would like to share with our audience today, uh, so folks, you know, get get the opportunity to experience you as an artist? Oh no, I don't have anything prepared in that way. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I didn't, um, actually, I think I just sent you Cornelius Eady's poem, um, but I didn't send anything of my own in case I don't, I don't think I did. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I don't have anything prepared right now, but um, I, I do write poetry, but it's, uh, I haven't shared it with the world in a while. So we'll just say that. So will your poetry be um, featured this weekend or do you do, is the behind the scenes work kind of too consuming to create and perform on top of it. Exactly. That is exactly right. <laughs> um, I, I do yes. think sometimes you forget that like there's artists who pull these things together and they actually sacrifice mm -hmm. being featured and being seen um, yes. to promote the work of other artists. What does it feel like uh, to, to, instead of being on stage, be the person who's pointing the spotlight at everybody else? Um, I mean, it's, it's just a different experience. You know, that's the thing is that I love that this festival is bringing people together. And I think like last year we tried the live poet filmmaker collaboration that Aaron and Dana did. And that was the first year we did it, that part of it last year. And it really generated a lot of conversation and a lot of like bringing people together. And that is so exciting to me to like, just have those conversations and for people to be inspired and of all all the work that we showed, that was really what people really responded to was a live performance. And I, I just love to see that, you know, with artists. So I, I think that there is a whole new value for live performance after the pandemic. Yeah. I think we didn't realize yeah. how much we missed being at a conference, a concert, going to a show, um, you know, feeling completely immersed in, in right. an artist experience until that was really ripped away from us for multiple years. How should people mm -hmm. um, view this festival? Do people go in person? Is it live streamed? Do you need to buy a ticket beforehand? How do you get people to, to this performance, both in Madison and Milwaukee? Um, well, they can see the performance um, here in Madison, um, and it's Saturday and Sunday night. Um, both evenings start at 7 p.m. It's $5 at the door. You can pay with cash or a card, um, and we don't, we're not selling tickets in advance. You can just pay at the door. Um, and in Milwaukee, it's, uh, we're also, we collaborated with Woodland Pattern this year, and they will also be showing the exact same um, screening that we're there we're showing without the live performance. So if you want to do the live performance or see that part, it's that's only in Madison. 
but you can also see it woodland pattern in Milwaukee, um, same time Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. So, and we have featured, um, I think at least there's one Milwaukee filmmaker who will actually be come to Madison to talk about their work that night. So we'll have artist talks after each night also. Oh, that's incredibly exciting. Mm -hmm. For those of us who are middle-aged and like to go to bed at 8.45 every single night, um, <laughs> what, how, how late of a night are we talking on Friday and Sunday? How wild are things getting? 7 p.m. is the evening hours. It will be dark. How, how, right. how late into the night are we, are we partying and creating? I would say it probably won't go past nine, you know? So, I mean, yeah, if you can sacrifice two hours of your time. <laughs> that is like, that is the perfect window for, mm -hmm. for as, you know, as a rapidly aging person with Lyme's disease. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, are, are there things, Genia, that you think the, the people should know or be prepared for in, in coming to, to see this this weekend? Or what do you hope um, the, the audience understands about this kind of work uh, before they come through the door? Or do you want to surprise people? Well, um, just know that it, I mean, each night of screening is, is specific. So Saturday and Sunday will be very different. Um, and it's a wide variety of work. There's some spoken word work, but there's also more experimental, like filmmaking and poetry happening. Um, so it really runs the gamut of like what, like what you might like. There's animation. Um, there's some humorous stuff. There's some pretty dark stuff. Um, um, thematically dark um, and sometimes visually, <laughs> but um, so there, I feel like everyone will find something that they enjoy and also be exposed to something uh, or to consider things they might not have before, you know, and and see some work that is exciting to them. We, we also have, I mean, personally, I was very excited to have work from Cornelius Eady submitted. He's a pretty famous poet. Um, also, we have stuff, um, you know, we have people joining us from all over the world, which is also very exciting. So um, I'm love, I love having Dana and Aaron back again because I loved their work that they did together last year. So I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, I, mean, I think there's just, it's going to be interesting. I completely share your excitement about Dana and Aaron's mm -hmm. work. I think just listening that, to them talk about it um, and seeing mm -hmm. the, the connection the two of them makes me wonder like how does that manifest in real time and it's this once in a lifetime you know performance and piece of art i want to thank you tina daniels for all the work you're doing to pull this together um i am so excited for the fourth annual i'm gonna say the name right so hold on for a second midwest um, video poetry festival thank you on cue thank you so much for joining yeah. us I'm excited for this weekend. Thank you to everybody who listened to WORT 89.9 FM. Huge shout out to our engineer and our producer, Jade, who brought this show together and made it happen on every level. Um, we, we love you, Jade. You are the absolute best. Huge shout out to Aaron and Dana. Uh, I hope you have uh, an absolutely gorgeous performance this weekend, and I can't wait to see it. We come and listen and support it. Live and direct, we come and never be recorded. With information that will never be reported. Disregard the mainstream. Media distort.